All right, everyone, welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now, we have the man of the hour on the phone. You know him as Paul Oakenfold. Paul, how's it going today? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How you been? Yeah, good, actually. Just returned from my uh, South American tour, which was really uh, successful. I don't know if you remember me or not, but the last time you were in Seattle, 2006, maybe that wasn't the last time you were in Seattle, but I had you on the ITV cameras once before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was I good. like coming up there. I've been coming up there for many years. Yeah, Seattle's a good town. So where are you at right now? Just got back to Los Angeles, um, and as I say, I just finished my tour at the weekend. I was in Brazil, Sao Paulo and Florianopolis, and arrived back to Los Angeles today. Nice, the hence the three two three number. How's LA treating you? Good, sun is shining down here, <laughs> and we have some good weather up here in Seattle. So let's jump, into, let's jump into these interview questions here, and uh, I'll let you get back to having some fun down in uh, La La Land. So you were one of the first international DJs to tour all corners of the U.S. way before the EDM explosion. Was it a challenge to get bookings uh, for an, as an electronic act at clubs and? How do you look at the time back then versus now? Well, it was a lot, a lot more underground, first and foremost, and he was primarily playing in clubs, and as you know, there's a lot more festivals now. Um, and it was a much smaller scene. People who, who were really into the scene would travel a long way uh, to listen to certain DJs that came over from Europe. And... Um, yeah, it was hard work back in the day, but enjoyable, to be honest with you. I didn't mind the hard work. It, <laughs> for me, coming to America and traveling all over the country, it was really an enjoyable time. You know, and I, and I brought this up, I think it was 99 or 2000, when I actually was at a record store, and I picked up the 002 album uh, from Global Underground, and I would just rock that album out all the time. And it was before, you know, before time when it did explode. So um, I've been listening to you for a long time, long time fan. Um, you know, what do you feel the, 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 what do you feel is the number one key factor to your everlasting success? Uh, embracing change, moving forward. I think if you if you don't, the day you don't embrace change is the day you you'll get left behind. Uh, and always have an open mind. Mm -hmm. And is there one release that you're the most proud of, and, and why? Um, I'll probably say my first artist album. I find it difficult to do artist-orientated albums. I mean, compilations and tracks are, 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 are pretty straightforward and standard for a lot of DJs, but pouring your heart out into into a, uh, your artist album and collaborating with different singers from different genres, I find that difficult. So um, I'd say that would that certainly would be uh, my number one, my first album, which was entitled Bunker. Bunker? Yep. I remember starting my tour for Bunker because I, I toured with a band mm -hmm. and we started our tour in Seattle, actually. And I, I remember it quite clearly. I mean, I had a drummer, a guitarist, a singer, bass player, and myself, and we lived on a tour bus for 
three months tour in America. Nice, nice. And how do you put yourself in the right mood in order to work on a score versus an album project? Well, if you're writing for film or game, it's a completely different concept to writing or working on your own record. I mean, first and foremost, you're you're writing to a visual, a visual picture, uh, whether it's game or, or or film. But when it's your own record, it's a, a blank piece of canvas, and you're coming up with creative ideas and and trying to figure out if they work and where the song's going to sit. Are you going to write from from a song basis or is it going to be an instrument? Or there's a, a a completely different process and different thought that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> jumping over to one of what I would call, and I think you may have mentioned this before, one of your prodigies. We we heard that Kenneth Thomas sometimes likes to impersonate himself as your son when you're on tour together. Uh, and he does a pretty good mockery of your accent. We just had him in the studio not too long ago on the show. Uh, did he do an English accent, did he? He did, he did the accent. He did the accent well. You know, is there any um, is there any sophisticated way of how you envision to get back at him for that? <laughs> yeah, he always used to leave his dirty socks on the tour bus. <laughs> so we were... <laughs> So we would always give him a hard time about it. So next time you, you speak to him, ask, about, ask him about his dirty socks. So I'm, I'm going to take off my dirty socks. I'm going to throw them right on the decks in the middle of a yeah. scene. Like, this is payback from Paul. <laughs> yeah, there you awesome, go. Man. So did, did the rise of EDM get rid of some of the labels put on music and DJs, or did it create more labels, in your opinion? Uh, no, I, I think, I mean, look, when we was when, when we had the residency in Las Vegas and we really, you know, w- was working hard to establish a night, a residency, a sound, and uh, I think from from that moment uh, in America, people weren't, weren't breaking it down in, into genres. They were just calling it EDM uh, rather than in, in, in the UK. For some reason, we like to break everything down, and it does get confusing. But America tends to just call it EDM, and and that's that's what it is. And I, I kind of like that. It doesn't doesn't bother me at all. Do you feel you can experiment with more types of music and and more easily get away with it? No, the, the complete opposite. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, if you want to be playing on the on the playing field, you you. you uh, especially at the moment, it's just the same records, the same DJs playing the same records. Mm-hmm. That will change, um, uh, and it, it, it has to change because it's getting so boring. Uh, and I think once people start to dig deeper, they find DJs that they prefer, sounds that they they like, and um, you'll see genres start to appear but at the moment a lot of the people that are just getting into the scene only know it for for commercial uh house music Mm -hmm. for for a better word edm yeah and you know it's funny i was talking with a a good friend of mine donald glaude the other day you know and he was the first dj i ever saw when i was 18 years old and (laughs) it was house and techno there was no edm you know it was it was it was that deep underground house sound you know, that came out, and, um, you know, speaking of uh, places to play, uh, where's your favorite play, favorite place to play in the United States? Uh, well, it's a couple. In, in, I like, uh, in, in Atlanta, um, there's a club called Opera. Uh, Avalon 
in in Los Angeles. Uh, is really good. Pasha in New York. I like playing playing out. There's not one particular place. Nice. Um, tell us a little bit more about the Pop Killer album. What's that all about? The Pop, the Pop Killer album is my third artist album. Um, it's much more of the same. And what I mean by that is cutting edge rhythms with um, guest vocalists from all different genres, uh, from rock, pop, urban, hip hop, and, and um, it's focused more, as always, focused on songs. I think that the changes come where house music is pop music now, so I think the album will be more accepted than the last two, which did well actually. I mean, it did over over a million records, but uh, it was at that time it was difficult because it wasn't uh, it wasn't seen as pop music. It was we were really left of centre. But now, I mean, look, you just listen to the radio, whether it's whatever singer it is, the, the usually the backing track is an up is is a house track. It's it's, it's uplifting music. And in your starting years, you worked together with Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Salt and Pepper, Run DMC. Would you like to reunite with one of these artists for a joint project sometime in the near future? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, it'd be interesting to see what Run DMC would do over a house beat. <laughs> you know, when they did the crossover with Aerosmith back in the day, and I, 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 I fell in love with hip hop back in the day. Um, it was just it was great to see that crossover happen and now you know you have the artists like Kanye coming in and doing the crossovers with Daft Punk and it's really merging together in a way yeah so absolutely so um, here's the question all the inquiring minds want to know about do you know any secrets from your DJ friends that they don't want the world to know uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why they're secrets. And I'm asking Oakenfold this question. Uh-oh. That's why they're secrets. That's why they're secrets. Yeah, well, I've told you one. Kenneth Thomas has got some really smelly feet. So there's, there you go. I am going to burn him with that one still. So, um, you know, is there any club in the world you would never play again because of a bad experience? Um... I don't know. I don't look at things like that. I, I look at things more on the positive side that, you know, r rather than saying there's only where I want to play, I'd say that there's many places that I would play again, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think you, you've always got to give someone a chance. I, I, as part of my last tour that, as I said, I've just completed, it was in, in Colombia and they had problems with the sound system and sometimes things happen, you know. I mean, it, it wasn't a good experience. The music cut out for... 15 minutes while they try to work it all out and I felt for the people and you know I'm standing there they're standing there and it killed the buzz of the party but you know sometimes you've got to give people a second chance and and if it happened again yeah then fair enough but it was a technical problem and they and they were trying to resolve it and, and you, you know about the you know about the story and I, I bring Kenneth up just like I said he's I know he's one of your best friends in the world but he told me about the time where he actually saved the party I think it was down in South America and he had to play for like four hours yeah. 
That's you, right. you remember that story? Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. And, and hats off to Kenneth because he did exactly that. He saved the player. We flew down to Mexico City. And there was about 5,000 people in the venue. And uh, I got so sick. I was, I was in the venue. I was there. I got so, as I was going towards the venue, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And then I, I got so sick that I, that I was, fainted, I was, I was on the verge of collapse, and I, I just couldn't do it, and and um, I, they had to get me out of, of the venue, and poor Kenneth had to stand in and, and deal with the shit that, that people were giving him, and I, 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 you know, I mean, people saw me there and saw how sick I was, I mean, I, I, I left the hotel room and was determined to get to the venue, but just couldn't play, I mean, I was being actually physically sick while I was in the venue um, and he played he jumped in played and people were giving him a really hard time and I felt for him but he came through at the end of the day and, you know I heard that they were about to riot and everything and go crazy yeah, they were, yeah. and at the end of the yeah. show the promoter comes up to him and says thank you for saving my life yeah it <laughs> was literally it, like that people <laughs> were threatening yeah. threatening him and everything I mean it was you know, I mean, it was it was uncalled for, but it seems that that was the way down there. But they saw me in the venue, and they could see me being, I was being sick in, in a bucket. I mean, there's not much I could do. <laughs> well, you guys worked well together as a team. I know you, you've been around each other for a long time. Is there any final thing you'd like to say to our fans out there on ITV? Anything, you know, where can people find out more? Yeah, just, well, just first of all, thank you for the support. I mean, that's, that's first and most important, you know, it's a great relationship, been coming there for, to Seattle for many years, and uh, so thank you for that, and I look forward to coming again and, and seeing everyone. 13 years running, you've never let me down, Paul. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, and you take care, buddy. All right, you too. Where can people find out more information about you and what's going on? Uh, either on Twitter or, or obviously uh, my website. The general places that everyone kind of goes to and knows. I mean, it's, it's, as I said, Twitter or the website. Got it, got it. Well, thank you very much, Paul. We'll let you get back to La La Land. Have some fun, get some rest, or, or have a beer and party and have a great time, man. <laughs> Thanks very much. Take right. care. Talk to you soon, Paul. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And that was Paul Oakenfold on the DJ sessions all the way coming up from South America on his tour. You just heard him on the phone on the DJ sessions. You know where the music never stops because I'm your host, Darren. And right now we're rocking it out in the studio. And we'll be here for a few moments. But once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all. And share this. Hashtag us. Find our website. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Find Paul Oakenfold. He's really easy to find online. Because he's all over the place. He's been out there before. He's done it again. And he's doing it again. This is Darren with the DJ Sessions where the music never stops.